I didn't see you there. Oh, is this going to be the thing now? I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Cool Talk. Uh, how's it going, Lindsay? Pretty good, Daniel. How are you? I am well. Um, Can we just say off the top, a happy belated International Women's Day? <laughs> yet again. Yet again. Just to make up for, you know, our pretty shitty feminism from last time. Not like... Hey. Raising that up. We took that you know? ghost story to task, all right? Mm-hmm, true. Not, yeah. not remembering the woman's name and only remembering the man's name. And I got to say, that's probably the strongest stance we've taken like in a while on anything. So, Well, probably about ghost lore. I sure. think we've been pretty, pretty forceful on our opinion. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, well, so today, you know, I uh, prepared a little something for Man, once. This episode is ever. the equivalent of like, what's one of those basketball shots where it goes in and then you say nothing but net? Oh, they're going to say slam dunk. There really are a lot of There's a lot of basketball tropes. terms out there. A lot of, a lot of sports tropes. B-ball. Uh, um, crack of the bat. Yeah. It's like it's hot cunt, you know. Ooh. I'm really gonna try to get try to get this philosophy podcast out there. I don't know that name <laughs> might really alienate listeners. <clears throat> Not that you know, I know anything true. about names that alienate listeners from podcasts. <laughs> hey, that was my fault. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it was a great name. It, it was. It was a great name. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was. I thought. Because I'm a but, narcissist. You know, I think our vision. Is- it's only ever shared by each other. Us, each other, yeah. Maybe our partners, you know, because they're supportive. I don't um, know. I think mine even is probably. <laughs> yeah, mine. Well, he definitely is, but I don't think this is definitely up his alley. This is the outlet for like my real interests, so that when we hang out, we can talk, talk about, about other stuff. I just, yeah, just so he won't leave me. I'm just right, kidding. Right, That's sure. absolutely not how it works. Um. Yeah. No, I, I did a little. Uh, little uh research and pulling together some shit because oh. we are not you and me um my main man and i are planning a trip to scotland yeah i didn't in get o- invited october so really yeah, great. No, you're, you're not i'm sorry i it might be you know although no it wouldn't be fun for the people <laughs> in scotland because i think we would <laughs> we, i like we that would you act. thought about it and you're like nope wouldn't be fun for anyone no so. i think just Maybe kind of fun for you and me, but probably not totally. Um, because we'd be too obsessed to try to get stories from people That's instead true. of just enjoying the time. Yeah. Yeah, we're planning this trip to Scotland, and I've been doing a lot of like research and geeking out over all of the amazing things that are in the country, especially the Highlands. They have, plug, you know, an amazing um, tourism website called Visit Scotland. Like, 
it's just super well done, really well organized, and um, sure. it's just a lot of fun to to do research through. And one of the things that I was like really drawn to because um, we're going to spend like half the time in the Highlands. Um, you know, just looking into all of those things, I'm sure every spot they describe would be fucking cool, but we have a limited time. So we're looking at going to the Isle of Skye, which is off the West Coast. And it's um, a spot where they do a lot of filming and that kind of thing, because there are a lot oh of these like amazing God. otherworldly landscapes and formations and shit. It's do you cool. think they're going to be um, filming Outlander while you're there? Like anywhere no, around? What, when do they no. usually shoot that? I don't know when they shoot it. I, I looked it up when they... Um, the new season starts in the fall, which is, I'm hoping not going to be annoying for me <laughs> when I'm there. Oh, right. um, but no, I think they, they filmed, this is real in the weeds. I think they filmed in South Africa for part of it. What? That third book gets real weird, All right, well, but we can talk mind. about yeah. that offline. <laughs> never yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of hoping not just cause I don't really, I don't know. Like, uh, anyway, we could talk about that another time, I guess. <laughs> this is getting weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, what I... Sorry uh, I brought it up. I meant more that I'm hoping not. it's not, like, wild with tourists. Sure. Because of Outlander. Like, I sure, if it was filming, that'd be fucking cool. Those, uh, yeah, duh, obviously. Fangirl it out. It'd be great. Um, no, but when I was researching, there's this, like, site on the Isle of Skye called the Fairy Pools. And it's like these amazing little um like tiny waterfalls and pools and it's like, you know, in this highland landscape. And I don't know exactly why they're called that because they didn't at least in the sites that I read, they didn't talk too much about, you know, tying it to lore and legend. Um, although, you know, they do a pretty good job of balancing like the mythology and ghosts and stuff on this website with like you know, uh-huh. actual places and things and times and stuff that happened. But sure, it got sure. me thinking about a theme for this. this is a really long-winded way of getting to the point. Um, <laughs> it's cool, right? Oh, sorry. I just woke up. What? Yeah. Did I miss anything? People love rambling. No, no. <laughs> that's a part of the Going to Sleep podcast. We thought we'd layer it in like, hey, mm-hmm, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, get them to sleep and then give them a nightmare of a ghost story, Ooh. right? Yeah, genius. It's nice. terrorizing people. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I just did some research about Scottish mythology because it's like part of what's so attractive about that country is that it seems so not only beautiful and interesting and just like culturally rich, but spooky as fuck, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mythology, I love that kind of stuff. Who doesn't, right? If you don't, you know, what's wrong with you? But so I looked up some mythology and let me tell you that it is a lot. Okay. So, so I didn't go into like a ton of stuff because I thought like some of that is deep in the weeds. Okay. I pulled out the most relevant and the most, to me, the scariest pieces. So, um, so what I found super interesting, very relevant for us here in this ghoul talk space, um, was that a lot of Scottish Scottish mythology is dominated by female figures. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, goddesses tend to be stronger than gods. Um, there are a few like classic uh, female figures in Scottish Scottish mythology, like goddesses, giantesses. Mm. They're you know humongous divine beings who can be harmful because they're big and territorial. Um, my personal favorite though are the hags. 
um, <laughs> which is like a pretty classic and varied trope. Um, they're known as like ambivalent characters in Scottish myths. Um, there's a, a specific hag called the Kaleach, or the yeah Kaleach. She's I'm butchering that. It's Scottish Gaelic, which obviously I'm not fluent in. Um, but she's known as the Queen of Winter, right? So she controls that season, and there are all manner of like natural and environmental elements tied to her powers, which is really interesting. Um, but she passes the baton, transfers the power over to Bride, who is just like the Gaelic version of Bridget, who is the Queen of Summer. And that tends to happen on... Um, February 1st. And there's like a whole Groundhog Day-esque myth tied to those two goddesses where if uh, Kaleach, like if it's a sunny day or a beautiful day on February 1st, it's a bad omen for a longer winter because she's supposedly like collecting firewood that day Mm. and preparing to like stay warm for the, the winter that she wreaks on them. But if it's a terrible day, it means she didn't wake up to go get the firewood. So she's sleeping through the time where she could be doing that. So interesting, the, you know, the winter won't last as long. Yeah. Makes a lot so more like sense than cool. that goddamn ground. <laughs> I mean, hello, wouldn't you be more interested in seeing like a hag? Sure. Than, yeah. Um, but you know, the other thing about the hags in general, they're considered to actually be healers and helpful during childbirth. Um, and you know, they're, they're kind of, these ambivalent characters known as like at once creator and destroyer, like gentle and fierce mother Uh, and nurturer, like that kind of stuff. Really cool. Two sides Um, of the very same coin. Exactly. Much like Kaleach and bride. Right. Um, (laughs) the, the queen of winter and the queen of summer. Oh, weren't you listening? Uh, Um, I'm bad with names, you know? Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) But you know, so generally speaking, like a lot of Scottish mythology, you know, ruled by women, but then there are a lot of these really fascinating and very detailed, um, you know, tangents about location specific fairies and creatures who, who control certain elements or, you know, certain locks or certain rivers. Like it gets really, really down and down in the detail. Um, And that's, it's super fascinating, but now, I'm is, not going to go into all of that here. But, is Nessie, yeah. uh, you know, a lady? Good question. I don't know. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably, right? Okay, Probably. Great. Sure. Seems like the first um, thing I you would have Googled, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to give things to people that maybe they haven't done a lot of research on sure. or thought the, about. The yeah, B-sides, yeah. the deep cuts. Right, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm a nonconformist, so yeah. like, <laughs> I don't care about the Loch Ness Monster. That's not true. I'm definitely going to go to Loch Ness because it's also like humongous and beautiful. So. Oh, sure. You know, and if I happen to solve the mystery while I'm there, then fucking great, you know? It's going to be an Actually, old guy in a rubber mask. <laughs> sure. Sorry to tell you. Sorry to yeah, tell you. totally. Totally. Well, you know, to be honest, like I am not all that interested in like cryptozoology and stuff like that. Uh, you know, just not all that interested in it. Um, but I do want to check out that enormous lock. Um but so yeah, some of these other like tropes that I found sort of interesting and spooky and connected to what we're talking about. Um, I'm sure you've heard of brownies, or have you heard of brownies? It's uh, it is something in the movie Willow that they they have a couple brownies in it. Um, not the dessert, 
It's not a dessert. I was, I and, was, and it's uh, not shit either. It's I was not freezing you out shit. with silence. I just wanted to make that clear. Ever since you said cool. you weren't interested in cryptozoology, so <laughs> yeah, sure. I haven't Look, said a one word of us. One of us can be. One of us doesn't have. You know what I mean? It's okay. Now tell me more about this balance. These brownies that you. I like the Ooh. edge the most, like where it touches the pan. That's my mm-hmm. favorite part. So. Well, a Scottish brownie is neither a dessert or. A turd. Ugh, everything in Scotland. <laughs> is it made of haggis? Hey. Tell me. Hey. No, no. It's a widespread name for a fairy or a supernatural creature that are teeny tiny and they wear brown colored clothing. Why brown? I don't know. Probably like little, uh, camouflage. Little know? Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Don't they sure, all wear brown? Except they're sort of, they're more like the fairy Green version of a poltergeist. What? So they're, yeah, they're mischievous spirits that. Um, are thought to be attached to houses or families. So, so they're like Scottish leprechauns, sort of. Um, yeah, uh, I think they're smaller than that, though. Oh, they're like very small. Very small. You know? Very yeah. small. Yeah, like a tic-tac box. What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what they said. That's what I'm saying. They, You know, I could be wrong. I don't okay. know. Okay. Right. Never seen one. But yeah, they're supposed to be like attached to houses or families, and they are... Like some of them are helpful with like menial household tasks, nice. which if I was a supernatural being, I don't know why I would do that. But, um, but if they are offended, they can get mean and mischievous, like being like creating basically what amounts to poltergeist activity. Oh, but sure, who among us mm-hmm. wouldn't though? You know? Sure. Yeah. If you're offended, like, hey, I'm like a, a fucking fairy and I'm helping you with the dishes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe don't you know make fun of my brown clothes? Right. Right. So, but you can get rid of brownies easily. All you have to do is leave them and flush them down the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You got it. (laughs) That's exactly what it says. (laughs) uh, Sorry. Uh, No, you leave them a new cloak and hood and they would take it and never be seen again. Why? Which is a, I don't know. It's a really simple solution. Idiots. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Now they're going to come get me. Hey. Yeah. They're going to attach themselves to your house. And they're not going to help you with the dishes. Um, another famous one are the silkies or selkies. Which now you're speaking I'm, my language. Guessing, yeah, yeah, right? And sexy, sexy uh, yeah. cryptozoology. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they're shape-shifting sea fairies. Another oh. trope in Scottish mythology is about like these sea creatures, right? Uh-huh. Or water, water nymphs and all of that. It's really interesting. Um, but these are usually in the form of bright-eyed seals. And they're localized to northern Scotland and Shetland Islands. Yeah. Ah. So they, um, the like the mythology around them, they'd come onto land in human form. They were women usually, I think always. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Check that. Okay. Um, So they would come into human, uh, you know, in human form, they would remove their seal skin and hide it where they could find it again on the beach so they could come onto land as humans. <laughs> they would, they, they would, they would yeah, especially be common on the night of the full moon. Right. Oh. Um, so there are like many tales. Seals. From... Sure. Not at all. There, <laughs> uh, sh- Sorry. there are many tales of like leader, uh, clan leaders, like taking silky wives and stealing, oh. like by stealing their skins, which is super oh. gross. They're taking away their power, basically. Okay. And it says the silkies are said to make good wives, so they're but always sized. long for the sea. Yeah. Okay. They're humans. I mean, seals can be pretty big. I don't know about Scottish seals, but yeah, I, I, don't know. I mean, they could, you know, it's supernatural shit. They could grow, take the skin off, and get big. I sure, don't know. sure. Yeah, sure. Um, 
so yeah, the these people would like basically kidnap them by stealing the skins. But the Silkies were said to make good wives, but always longed for the sea, mm-hmm. um, and they would immediately return to their their seal form if they gained repossession of their skins. Gross. They can be identified in their human form by their webbed fingers and toes and their ability to swim underwater for long periods of time. So what makes them good wives, though? The webbed fingers, you know? Or... Well, probably <laughs> that they can't go anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, couldn't, without... they, couldn't they still leave? I mean, they just can't go in the ocean? I think, I, I mean, that was one of those things that's like just, part, of the, part of the lore. It's just sort like of is there, but with no explanation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Sorry what to... <laughs> they define as a good wife, I don't really, you know, that's a tangent. I'm probably not pleased to go down, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. Sure. Um, so uh, another famous one, Will of the Wisp. Oh, yeah. Them. That was AKA, in, uh, we talked about what? it in our ghost, uh, like, types of ghost episode. But we did talk about them or we didn't? Only a little bit. So oh. I'm very excited well, to hear I focused, more. I tried to focus specifically on Scottish, uh, Scottish versions of some of certainly, these. Not, certainly. you know, some of them are. Yeah. So they're also called Spunkies <laughs> in Scotland. Gross. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> But as we talked about briefly, spunkies on and silkies. The past on spunkies and silkies. The will o' the wisp is um, a mysterious light that were said to lead travelers from well-trodden paths into treacherous marshes. Yeah, and then they die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this tradition exists with slight variation throughout Britain. The lights often bearing a regional name, um, like Steve. So. Right, Steve the Will of the Wisp. Yeah. So what yeah. I loved about it is that they they're basically evil. Like yeah. they're mischievous but they're evil, which is like Now where's the name Spunky come from? Any intel on that? I don't know. Yeah, Just the etymology. Like, is I'm that not, like cuz yeah. they're they're playful? Is that like maybe that means mischievous or did at some point? Maybe, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Just yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. that's a good one for the illusionist maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. great job. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Um Right, so there's like a. Sorry, lost my place. Sorry, um, it's my fault. <laughs> they're not. They're not always so dangerous, uh, because sometimes they would be like guardians of treasures. So they would kind of challenge those who are brave enough to follow them to their um, into the treasures. So the lights were also seen as death omens, and when seen within graveyards, they were no- known as corpse lights. They were said to light the path of a coming funeral from the victim's home to the graveyard oh. in the form of small flickering flames. Interesting. Yeah. In other tales, the lights were often said to appear in places where a tragedy was about to occur. Mm. Yeah. Like a, like mm-hmm. a real Mothman scenario. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in many places, the will of the wisp were associated with spirits of the dead who could not enter heaven or hell, malignantly wandering the earth, leading foolish travelers astray. Interestingly but, enough, oh, go ahead. What? Sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. It's, it's I fine. Insist. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna kill the party and tell what, uh, what science had to say about it. But well, I please. typed in spunk to my Google, and then oh, why I immediately you typed etymology after. It. <laughs> uh, That's and a good call. Yeah. It turns out it is actually Scott. It, it, it's a word of Scottish Gaelic origin, uh, and it means spark. Huh. It comes from the Gallic spong, which hmm. means a spark. So that makes sense because it's a flickering light. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. But it well, also came go. came to mean a sense of courage, pluck, or metal, which it was in the 18th century. So that would kind of make sense too if like 
you're going to like challenge the spark for its, you know, treasure and stuff by being brave. So kind of works on two levels. Great stuff. Sure. Great animology. Great. I think that's another one (laughs) you're more interested in than I am. Etymology. You know, it's interesting, but yeah, no, I did not know it was a Scottish origin. That's, that's funny. Connects. Yeah. Really Um, dovetails nicely. Sure. But for a mundane explanation, right? Um, So one of the things that people assume might have been like an origin for the will of the wisp um, is gases coming out from rotting, rotting vegetation. Swamp gas. Swamp gas. The gas was thought to sometimes ignite spontaneously, forming standing flames above boggy ground, which is really cool. Yeah. So that's that one. There's one that I haven't heard called the knuckle of E, which is, yeah, which is probably not how it's pronounced, but it's a hideous creature, part horse and part man with long sinewy arms. Hey, the creature who are had we no... to judge if it's hideous or not? You know? <laughs> Listen, to... well, this is why probably. I like a the horse creature man as much as the next had... guy. <laughs> sure. The creature had no skin. <laughs> and, and it's yellow. I take veins. it back. <laughs> Muscle structure and sinews could clearly be seen covered in red, slimy film. Well, okay. Uh-huh. So there you go. Yeah. I Just wait for back. it. Wait for it. It also was armed with venomous breath and great strength. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds like me in the it... morning. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We have great strength in the morning. <laughs> nah, just the bad <laughs> breath, I guess. <laughs> just, just the venomous breath. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, and uh, it, it did have one weakness, fresh water, oh. which was apparently a common weakness. I thought you were going to say, like, these. toothpaste or, like, mouthwash or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I no, wasn't, I'm actually. so sorry. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> but the one to me that's scariest and probably the most well-known are changelings. Yeah. <laughs> so I think most people know that a changeling, right, is when a fairy some other creature comes and steals a human baby leaving something else in its place whether it's a, a another fairy or um sack some of potatoes. the sack of potatoes that's in ireland uh oh, no they they uh one of like common trope i'd never heard of this was except for a book that i'd read recently was um what's known as a stock or fetch which is an enchanted piece of wood that would look like the yeah. person or the child that you fetch. Uh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think we talked about fetches. I, there must be, mm. again, some etymological, etymological connection because I think a fetch is in our ghost 101. It was a kind of mm. ghost that um, it's sort of like a doppelganger, but like there was some difference. Like it, it, it's like something that, but yeah, again, something that, that is dies. like a copy of someone. Yeah. Yeah. It dies eventually. Um, Interesting. Like it, Interesting. but it like, it tricks you cause it grows sick and dies, which I don't right. know if we've talked about it before, but there's this book and actually a really wonderful BBC mini series of the book, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Have we ever talked about it? I I'm not, don't if, think so. This concept of a fetch and like a you know fairy stealing someone is a is a big part of the novel and the mini series. Highly recommend. It's really good. I'm not much of a fantasy person, but it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, and then so when I read about this, I was like, oh, it's fucking cool. This woman, I think she's a British writer, who wrote the novel. You know, use this concept, creepy ass changeling shit. You know. Sure. Um, 
Yeah, but there was some other really interesting stuff that's just, like, totally spooky, right? So they steal the human babies for a couple different reasons. Either to steal them to have them be servants to the fairy world, um, to have the love of a human child, which is apparently different than, you know, love of a fairy child. Or malice, of course. That seems weird. They're going to kill it or whatever. Um, And uh, so the, the idea was that the fairies would steal these sometimes as replacements um, in the what's called the tithes to hell, which was like fairies were paid tribute to the devil every seven years. And so they would steal babies as a, as a tribute. Okay. Um, so like some things that would indicate whether or not it was a changeling, obviously if it was colicky or, um, you know, hungry all the time, there's uh, like children that were born with calls, which are, basically like a piece of membrane that covers a newborn's head and face, Hmm. which is harmless. You take it off um, and birth with a call is rare, but that would indicate to people that it was a changeling or, you know, interesting. They they thought so. Yeah. Hmm. Another thing was that like beauty, like beautiful children um, or uh, human children that were beautiful or young women who were blonde and beautiful, whatever that blame um, were said to attract fairies. So that was a danger too. But what's interesting about the concept, right, is like there are these families who maybe don't have a lot of money but have a lot of children. And, you know, if you, your resources are really scarce. So children who have like unexplained diseases or intellectual disabilities, deformities, who are very, very difficult, you know, colicky babies, all that kind of stuff, like, were probably seen as nuisances. Not all the time. I mean, parents are parents. I'm not trying to say like people back then were, you know, less loving to their children, but certainly without the, yeah, it was different. Um, and like life or death in a lot of different situations. So it's such an interesting and really common trope. Like, I mean, these are pieces that not only apply to like Scottish mythology, but others, um, because there's a lot, obviously, a lot of literature about it, but definitely really scary, you know. Just it's like, it's like such a such a spooky mythology around it, you know. Sure. So yeah, yeah, but there are ways to prevent it. So like, I know you guys are about to have a kid. So like, what you need to do <laughs> is have open iron scissors left where the child sleeps, because that will warn them I... off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That seems pretty unsafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anything the else? One, anything else I can try? <laughs> yeah. The other one, my, the other one that I really loved was uh, other measures include a constant watch over the child. So basically, don't stop looking at it because wow. then a fairy will come and take it away. Yeah. You know? Okay. That's don't unfair. sleep. You can't sleep. You and your wife can't sleep anymore. I mean. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably not going to anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. You'll probably be all right then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely spooky. Also, I wondered this all made me think if we'd ever talked about Changeling, the movie with Angelina Jolie and um, fucking John Malkovich. Have you I, seen it? I don't. I have not. Okay. Uh, and I, I did not. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think we've. Well, talked about it's it. it's based on a real life story that's completely terrifying oh, for okay. a number of reasons. One of them, I can give you the sort of brief synopsis because, but it's it should be a horror movie because it's like. Um, there is a horror movie called the changeling there is a horror movie called the changeling which i don't think i've seen but this isn't it's not listed as a horror movie but it it's like suspense it it was terrifying no i was like 
yeah, it's suspenseful, but it's terrifying. So it's about this young mother in 1920s Los Angeles, which if you're an architecture nerd, which I don't know any of those kinds of people, no. um, it's really thing. an amazing, um, amazingly well done like art direction to make it look like 1920s LA. It's it's beautiful. It's really cool because she lives like in a you know streetcar suburb of LA. So like her, they show her like getting to work, and she was like a a manager of a a telephone or, you know, like a phone exchange or something, and they were all wearing roller skates. It's, like, really just just a fascinating um, depiction of the time period. But it's a true story. This this woman, a single mother in L.A., her son disappeared. He was maybe, like, 10, I think, disappeared, and it became national news. And then this other child shows up in L.A. and claims to be her son. And I forget how long had passed, but it wasn't, like, years. It was, you know, a matter of months, I think. And the L.A. Uh, police force at the time was having, like, a really bad time in the press. Mm-hmm. And I forget, it was just one of those, like, really low periods for the uh, police force, which, huh, you know, history repeats itself. Anyway, um, so they were desperate to solve this case. So when this kid claimed to be her son, they made her take the child home. And at first they looked up, the kid looked a lot like her son, but she knew right away, like, this isn't my son. And they were like, well, you know, you're traumatized. Take him home. Check it out. So she definitively, like, okay, take home this child that claims to be Earth. Anyway, so she did, but then she, like, pushed back really hard and they had her committed, this woman. They had her committed. Um, And she eventually, spoiler alert, gets out because of a, um, a radio preacher that John Malkovich plays, like, helped her get released. But it's like a, one of those terrifying feminist stories. But then the worst part was like what happens to her son, which is a whole other terrifying situation. Um, but they do show what happens to him, hmm. which is a story I'd never heard before. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, the movie has some problems, but as a story, it's, it's like one of the, the best horror movies I've seen. If you look at it that way. Sure. So, mm-hmm. Sounds pretty terrifying. It is. <laughs> so scary. So yeah, there you go. You know, long-winded Scottish folk tales. Yeah, no, yeah. I like it. Sure, sure. So uh, you want to transfer over to some ghosts? I have one semi-related. Oh, to this. Yes, let's. Okay. I love a good ghost story as much as the next fellow. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Well, do you want to just do that one since it's related? Sure. Yeah, Segway sure. right into it. <laughs> off the cliff. Sure. Segway off the cliff. I don't get it. Remember when that happened to oh, that yeah, guy? to the guy that invented the Segway. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Where was that? Uh, was it in Scotland? I, I don't wish. know. I mean, I don't wish because that poor guy, but still. Um... Yeah, so this didn't happen to me, luckily, but I have a very close friend who has a very close friend who went on a trip to Scotland with her mom, and they were both, like, had other things happen to them in their lives, both kind of, like, haunted people, you know, which, uh-huh. you know how that goes. Right? Sure. Um, sure. Experience. Yeah. Ooh. So anyway, they, uh, one night, they decided to stay over at a castle, which I'm definitely going to do. <laughs> 
Um, definitely cool. We'll see how um, you feel about that at the end of the story. Teaser. Well, so they go to stay at this hotel and they, you know, they go in and they're given the keys to their room. And this young woman uh, was automatically feeling kind of uneasy, like not super into this place. It just uh-huh. felt sort of weird. But she tried to get in the spirit and she took a picture of her mother in the hallway, like walking down some just to kind of, you know, keepsakes or whatever. Like, mom, look at the camera. And took a picture. Right. Um, so that'll come in later. So it has this picture from there. And then they, you know, they were um, before dinner. The mom was like taking a nap. And so the daughter had her like Walkman, but it wasn't a Walkman, you know, whatever it was at the time. And was kind of walking around the halls and. She went back in the room and she, the window was open and she was kind of looking out at the, the scenery and she felt this really strong pressure from behind her to jump out the window. Um, so she was terrified and like didn't, you know, she resisted the urge, woke her mom up and they, they left because they were just too freaked out. And they, you know, later on, they kind of forgot about it. You know, or like it became less scary in memory. And then uh, they developed the film. And in the photo of the hallway in front of her mother was like up close to the camera was this white like smear that was like semi-opaque. And yeah. Well, smear okay. is a just All off-putting right. maybe word. Not, maybe not smear. No, I, say. it's fine. <laughs> Apparition. Okay. Yeah. Like in the, yeah, in the foreground, like in front of her mom, between her and her mother. Ooh. Yeah, Scotland, haunted place. Ain't nobody yeah. want to see a smear, that's for sure. <laughs> Especially a white one. Uh, oh, <laughs> brownies and white smears. We're not calling this episode. That. <laughs> Too <sorry>. late. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I um, I've got one who. Uh, oh, people... good. I'm sure people are ready to stop hearing me talk. So oh, well, I'd I... love to. I certainly doubt it. <laughs> With that uh, Midwestern, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have the perfect non-accent. Isn't that right? You know, actually, it is right. At right. least uh, for Dayton, where I'm from. I was thinking. They, Dayton, yeah. Ohio. People probably hate my regional dialect when I tell a story compared to yours. Oh, sure. They just prefer an accentless, which yeah. everybody has an accent, right? Like, I definitely... But my uh, the Dayton dialect was actually used to be, and I don't know if it still is, used to be um, used for telecaster training. I know. Which is, I know I've told you that before, but I, I don't think I've told the audience yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. In addition to inventing flight, the pop top, the ice cube tray. <sighs> and I could go Why on. Why did I bring it up? But... <laughs> Why did I bring it up? <laughs> but Dayton also has Damn. the perfect telecaster accent. Okay. Which is why, which is why every telecaster is from Dayton. I don't know if is you that, right? that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the all the NPR founding figures are are from uh-huh. Ohio. Yep. Yeah. None of the Fox News contributors, though. Weirdly enough. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I would love to stop talking and definitely hear one of your. Would you? Fucking fucking. T- hey. Seems like you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Just uh, you know. Just let me tell you some more about Scotland. Oh boy. Well, I've got one uh, for eagle-eyed listeners. It's uh, maybe a bit of an oldie, but I like to think it's a goodie. So I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> mm-hmm. recycle that content and tell it again. Uh, this little ditty is called the sleep talking do sleep talking duo. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right. 
think it's sleep talking duo. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I think anyways, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as you may remember from earlier episodes of this very podcast and from my award-winning story uh, called The Lights in the Basement, I used to work at mm-hmm. and occasionally mm-hmm. stay at a convent uh, when I was in my younger days. Um, happy 50th to me, by the way. Nobody congratulated me, but anyway, I'm mm. ancient and this was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> so, one weekend that I was staying at the convent with my brother, uh, two friends, we'll call them... I don't know. Tommy and Jack stayed with us. Not their real names. Uh, This wasn't too unusual. Even if they weren't working the whole weekend, they would uh, often uh, come by for at least a night or two to hang out. So I can't remember for sure why we were all there this particular weekend, but because there were four of us, our sleeping arrangements were slightly different. We almost always slept on an enclosed porch that was built off of the second floor as an addition. This porch was the main living room, uh, sort of rec room, TV room for the nuns, when the two youngest ones, Sister Mary and Sister Joy, also not their real names, were home. So it didn't have beds, but what it did have was a really nice couch with reclining chair ends, so like on one couch split into kind of like three cushion areas, the two ends would pop out into like lazy boy recliners and the middle would stay a normal, you know, chair-shaped portion. Um, there were two more reclining chairs and then a big screen TV, cable, and a mini fridge, which was like a dream for us at the time because we did not have cable at home. Let me tell you. Um, (laughs) so the couch and the reclining chairs formed a sort of semicircle of seating that all faced the big TV. So from the two chairs, the TV was to your leftish and the sofa was to your rightish. Had it only been my brother and I, one of us would have laid across the couch while the other slept in a reclining chair. But since there were four of us that night, we each went to sleep in one of the recliners, two on the couch and one in each chair. The night had been unremarkable, and we fell asleep sometime after midnight. Jack and I were in reclining chairs, partly facing Tommy and my brother on the couch. At some point, a few hours after I'd fallen asleep, I woke up for no apparent reason. Generally, when one wakes up in the middle of the night, they barely wake up and fall right back to sleep. But I was pretty awake, which was weird. Um... I was awake enough to notice Jack's eyes slowly opening too, just after mine, which was a weird coincidence. Seconds later, as we sat in the dark, silent, probably both trying to go back to sleep, my brother bolted to an upright sitting position in the recliner, and almost immediately after, Tommy followed suit. They sat up suddenly enough that it startled me, and I turned to look straight at them. Their eyes were still closed. Then my brother began to speak, but what came out of his mouth wasn't any language I had ever heard before, if it was a language (laughs) at all. Um, Before I could process this enough to mutter an insightful, you know, what the hell, uh, Tommy turned his head, eyes closed, and responded in what sounded like the same indecipherable tongue. Then, after a beat, the two of them shared a laugh, (laughs) eyes still shut, sitting straight up in their recliners, After their laughter died down, my brother Tommy laid back down and fell asleep almost immediately. I turned my head slightly and made eye contact with Jack, and I could tell by his look of disbelief that I wasn't imagining things. I sat awake for a few minutes trying to make sense of what had happened, and then, eventually, having gotten nowhere, fell back asleep. The next morning, as we slowly all woke up for the day, eventually Jack and I asked Tommy and my brother what the hell they had been doing the night before. They sincerely had no idea what we were talking about and had no memory of their demonic conversation the prior evening. 
We couldn't explain how it came to be that we all woke up at the same time and that two of us had a conversation in a language, whether real or unreal, that neither of them understood while they were apparently also still asleep. Uh, or not also still asleep because we were awake. Uh, oh boy, sloppy writing. I'm going to no, fire you know, the I was there until then. I'm going to fire this intern. <laughs> but luckily, it never happened again that we know of. yeah it's a good one yeah man unless you Mm. were there insensitive Um, (laughs) well i'm glad i wasn't yeah that probably would have been a fun time for everybody sure um you know yeah you know there are a few places uh just made me think of this when we're you know i'm thinking about how i was talking about scotland earlier uh-huh. <laughs> thinking about me daydreaming while you're talking God um damn it and like one place i would i wouldn't ever go is Greyfriars kirk like sure not gonna do that not definitely not you know and i also if i go to key west which i'd love to do that sure definitely not gonna go see the robert the doll oh yeah. <laughs> i made a mental list of like shit places i would never I go, do. go to <laughs> that is not gonna i would n- no fucking way smart Mm-mm. smart because I'm probably going to catch a bunch of fucking brownies in Scotland anyway. So mm, why catch not. a malevolent Just bring spirit? Just to... uh, bring some Imodium or something, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Thanks. That's right. I won't be making any brownies <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the entire trip. Keeping it classy. So, okay. Let's go back to your story, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, so the, the Jack... Thought, did he was that like the first thing when you guys woke up like what the hell happened? yeah like, yeah pretty much yeah did your brother or tommy pee or poop their pants uh yeah they both did both but they did that well a lot of they brownies. do that normally yeah oh yeah they're every, undie, they're every undie. night <laughs> yeah undies caught a lot of brownies <laughs> no yeah i don't know it was uh, weird i mean and we, yeah. we like immediately talked about it and yeah like nobody had any anything remotely you know close to an answer so you know make of that what you will so of all the things that happened to you while you were in that convent which one scared you the most at Uh, the time and when you rethink about it that's a great question i don't know Mm -hmm. that was pretty scary (laughs) um i mean it's kind of at the forefront of my mind but Because the lights in the basement one, it seemed, when you first told me that one, it seemed like that one was the scariest. That might be the scariest, like, at least in terms of in the moment, because Mm -hmm. I was fully awake and aware, but it was still really disorienting. Whereas Mm -hmm. this one's like, I don't know, weird shit happens in the nighttime sometimes, and you you wake up and you think you heard something or whatever, and Mm -hmm. then you fall back asleep. But I I mean, it's still scary, but maybe less so. I don't know. Yeah. I must think that one's pretty scary, which is why told it at that thing and won an award for it <laughs> yeah guys if you uh you want to check out daniel's convent collection they're interspersed with all of our yeah previous or some of our previous episodes so just go back to the beginning award winning tales of yeah, terror winning tales and then you know like rate it and then um yeah, five stars only. yes if, yeah if you put in a lower rating than that we won't know because it's not helpful you're wrong you're yeah. wrong and you're not helpful <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or you could send us stories if any news happened to you. Yeah. That would be great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think ours are so bad, then like, maybe, <laughs> why don't you do better? Maybe pony one up, but send them to us so that we can read it on our podcast. Yeah, definitely Thank don't you. make your own podcast. No, not this. everybody can, Daniel. That's right. 
Uh, it's a you know a few of us in this in this sphere right now a lucky few yeah lucky few we're chosen like we didn't just you know put this together that's right (laughs) that's right cool Cool. well i think we think we did it again it looks like we have you know another fucking slam dunk nothing but net yeah situation (laughs) the crack of the bat yeah Uh uh-huh 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 yeah crack of the bat exactly yeah touchdown Moving touchdown. <laughs> uh, cool. We'll yeah, see you guys see you in two time, weeks. Huh? Yeah. The Fortnite. What's that? A Fortnite. I'm not sure. Fortnite. A fort a Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> fort They know what I'm talking about.